Experience. Throwing the pal experience. <laughs> Podcast live. Um, as you can hear, we've got a live studio audience no tonight. One, no one's left. <laughs> They're all gone. We did sell tickets, but nobody turned up. No. We sold them to our family and even they didn't come. I, all, part of the, I uh, almost didn't come. I'm not going to lie. It's part of the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Do a live pod and uh, yeah. Here we are in a tiny little dim lit room by ourselves. <laughs> now as read you- out every rejection email. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your audition. Um uh, this is the podcast Throw with the Power where we talk about movies and theoretically one in the four of us loves it and one in the four of us hates it and the two in the four of us are unsure or something like that. That's some uh, good math. I yeah, can't do good. math. Thanks. Right. Yep. Um, and we rate these films that we talk about out of 11. Why is that, Thomas? Hey, well, Frank, I've been told that I don't get to pick this time because the other night I was uh, in bed and I woke up <laughs> and Frank was there watching me. And I rolled over and said, what are you doing there? He said, I just like watching you sleep. And I was like, where's Kathy? He went, don't worry about it. But uh, I've got an idea for the pod and I'm going to leave you here now. And he left out my window after giving me a chaste little kiss, which I think is in keeping with the movie that we're doing today. I honestly want... What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Get rid of all of that. (laughs) Do you guys, that's, so tw- that's Twilight. So you tw- guys don't remember. So sorry, yeah. did you even say the word 11? No, I don't <laughs> get to pick it. Frank gets to pick it this time. <laughs> that's what he's saying. <laughs> what, Tom, what, Tom, what Tom was trying to say is I texted him and I said, have you got an 11 for Twilight? And he goes, no, of course not. I don't prepare anything. I suck. And I said, don't worry, I've got you. And then he went And I was like, weird- well, prepare this bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just- weird- he wait, wait, sorry. He doesn't prepare anything. He sucks. Was that what you said? He always prepares them when he's going to suck I them. don't prepare anything I suck. So all your sucks are unprepared. No comma. It's just I don't prepare anything I suck. <laughs> so commas are important. Shall I try it? this? Shall I try? <laughs> Sorry, go for it. Oh, do you have one? We read them out of 11 because this film was released on the 11th of December 2008. That was all I had. That's literally it. It wasn't even a special one. Well, Chris, that was worth it. Wow. <laughs> hey, guys, if you want, we can start again. Do you but want I, to hear- no, 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 no. I thought I it was pretty was good. Great. Do you want to hear mine instead? Yeah. yeah. I think 11 is the number of FBI watch lists that Bella ends up on after everything she's Googling in this movie. <laughs> like the scenes in which she's that- like, do you guys, the have occult. you ever seen more intense Googling it in is- your no, life? No, 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 yeah. Hacking. She's hacking. She's hacking <laughs> Google? She's <laughs> hacking the, the world. It, the looks, it looks like the scene from The Hot Chick. When they're like, where did this earring come from? How did they body swap? And they're looking through these shitty little Yahoo pages of... Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> 2008. Twilight. This has a 5.3 on IMDb, uh, 56 on Metacritic. So it's, you know, it's down the middle mm. in terms of people loving it and That's hating it, which is great for us. always throw out there, but I but- think... It's important. I always try to, but then you often take us off track. That's, but that's fine. I'm so sorry. Before um, we get into uh, our scores, because that's very important, yes. um, I just wanted to address the elephant in the room that Chris was horribly miscast in this film. He would I have thought been... I was perfectly cast in this film. <laughs> I, I had a great time. You did. You did such a good job. I have no idea what you're talking about. Chris is Robert Pattinson. They are one like and the same. Have you ever identical. seen them both in the same room at the same time? Never. Mm. It's like Robert Pattinson is Batman and Chris Vernon. 
the whole thing. It's like I this weird triangle kind of, of agree. And Chris has a great job. Here's my thing. If you're going to ask me to cast Chris as someone that I think he has a physical resemblance and sort of like aesthetic and demeanour that's similar Here to. we go. It's, Vin Diesel. It's, yeah, it's Vin Diesel's role in this movie. It's family. I don't know why you guys are odd hate complaining about stuff, but family's important. <laughs> important. I'm going to suck your blood now. <laughs> um, Carlisle. I think you're very. You've got. Is that, that the dad? The dad of the, the the vampires. I think you have very much a Carlisle energy to you that I, I think that. Would, would fit more. Um, which is not to say that like that's not a disparaging thing. Robert Pattinson's a fucking weird looking. He's the weirdest looking hot guy Whoa. we have. He is Robert Pattinson's weird looking. Let's acknowledge. Is he? Yes. I think, no. I, I think he's famously quite striking. Famously, most cinematographers look at him and go, well, what the fuck do you want me to do with this? You, like his yeah, face but- is like the side of a mountain that's lit in all these different directions. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. No, I entirely disagree with you. He's yeah. striking at every angle. He is, but that's not necessarily what you want. Okay, Thomas what is saying this want? as the <laughs> as the puddle of mud in the corner. I just want to be loved. Okay, so we, can we just let's? Uh, what are we talking about we're here talking today? About Twilight. Twilight. Let's go around the room. Let's get some scores. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah. Hands up. Who loved it? Frank's got his hand way up. So does Simon Marcus. Is that all of us loving it? Oh, absolutely joking. I've just put my hand up preemptively because I hated this film. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's disappointing. Well, please give us a score. Vote give us a in score. if you want to kill the hands up um, bit on the show, please. I gave it a score when I first watched it. I'll never stop saying it. <laughs> I gave it a score when I first watched it. I oh. gave it a second score when I thought about it more, and then oh. right before coming into the room today, I gave it another score. Do you want to tell us all three or just the, way just the like lowest battery one. acid? Is it by any uh, chance the number you've written in blood on the walls <laughs> in the studio? That is feces. Uh, this Get is a checked is That's horrible. Why is it so red? Um, it's, yeah, it's unhealthy. All you eat is berries. All right, Twilight, 2.5. Wow, 2.5. That's worse than cats. Is it? Oh, that's my low, that might be my lowest score. We'll check the spreadsheet later. Oh, wow. um, Chris and Tom, give me with, give me with some some numbers. This was <laughs> like I asked Tom for numbers watching cats, and he's got a rant going. Oh no! So I had a great time watching this film. Two. Ah! Yes. Ah! I was so excited that you were going to say. Oh, fantastic! Thank you, Chris. Well, I guess Tom, you're next. <laughs> what are you going to say? I'm at you... like a. 7.4. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you and go 7 seven flat. All right. And that was the show because the listeners have definitely turned off the pot at this point. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, <'cause>, because <laughs> they don't about, believe that anyone enjoyed this film. Talking about the smearing blood on the wall, was and, that? That's your fault. <laughs> You've turned them away. This movie has a reputation that I don't think is necessarily borne out by the passage of time, which is that watching it now, it's nowhere as bad for me as its reputation suggests. Agree. It is camp to a degree that's incredibly fun and I think knowingly there are definitely moments in this movie. No. You don't think so? Not knowingly in any way, shape or form. The scene where Robert Pattinson is playing piano like it's a 
Prince music video yes. and the camera. I they think took it so seriously. That, no, I do. They I, meant it. I disagree. They I think that's it. Catherine Hardwick going like, let's I would give argue. these little slop piggies what they want. Well, my, my <laughs> question is, my question is because you've got the piano scene, you've got the baseball scene, oh. you've got so many memeable moments yeah. that are just all over the internet taking the piss out of this film. The supercut, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, Kristen Stewart on YouTube sighing throughout this film. Yeah. Every <laughs> because that's all she does, mm. and the, my problem with this film, I, I I like it to the to the extent that I think it's a decent story, terribly made. I think the movie is laughable. It is the color grading is off, and <laughs> it's like everything about it like, looks like shit. <laughs> But I kind of go, yeah, it's I had to get charming. my eyes checked. The colour grading was so bad. Oh, my God. It's so blue. <laughs> Everything in is so blue. And the pale. Let's, can we talk about the design of the vampire, of the Cullen family? They look sick and dying and Robert Pattinson is wearing lipstick. What the fuck is happening? Sorry. So no, no, no. Let me, again? Yeah, it's seven. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Good. Tell me I'm wrong. They look, it's it's insane I, that they look I'm like, like this. disagreeing with you. What I just you, think you're misguided. What, what do you want that? from your vampires? Like you want them to look like healthy, well, like- if they're blending into normal life, <laughs> yeah, to a little bit. At least sure. at least turn the like cue up on the camera. It yeah, is they're not shying away from the fact that they look like corpses. But then everyone in the cast also looks like corpses. That's the problem. Like Chris no, Stewart was, looks. No, no, no. Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick was. Whoa. She's barely tanned. <laughs> Taylor Lorna is the only one that's tanned. I love that we both went for the gullet. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Lorna, let's just be clear. <laughs> of Anna Kendrick. Is ethnic. Like he's not tanned. He's like of Native American ancestry. Like, well, either way. Well, he's, he's tanned. Looks- Who would know? <laughs> It was colour graded so badly. I don't know anyone's ethnicity at this point. Sure. Well, Robert Pattinson is uh, British as fuck. Yes, very British. <laughs> He's an English man. Uh, Anna okay. Kendrick was actually quite great in this, by the way. Should we quickly just go through the synopsis? I don't know if I, anyone knows the story. Do people know Twilight very just well? Just tell it. When Bella Swan moves to a small town in the Pacific Northwest, she Grown. falls in love with Edward Cullen, a mysterious classmate who reveals himself to be a 108-year-old vampire... What? I'm invested. Tasty. <laughs> Which that God. always makes it weird. God, I hope this has a sequel. Leads to the, you know, <laughs> they, they never thought about it. <laughs> it leads to the inevitable immortal line of, how old are you? 17. <laughs> how long have you been 17? A while. <laughs> a while. <laughs> Which I love. I love so many of the dialogue exchanges in this movie for their campness and for the way that the two actors play it. Very straight, and I think it works incredibly well. Too straight. I, I, one I, of them is acting. The <laughs> other is a plank of wood. I, I would disagree. Rob Pattinson <laughs> is more than a plank of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Pat was very self-aware throughout this film. I think that he hated it. It translates. I think he didn't like the script. He didn't like who he was working with. He might have. He fell in love with Kristen Stewart. Let's nah, just, no, 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 no. They, no, Marcus disagrees with that. Oh, I do. Can we see the scoreboard? New idea, uh, magazine. No, no, I'm seeing na 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 written up there. Also in, in blood somehow, Marcus. Yeah. That's, that's feces. Yeah. Oh, gross. You just said it. Oh, I know. Play the tape back. I have a lot of respect for Rob Pat as an actor. I think he's fantastic. And I think that as his, if this is his origin story, he's come a long way. Tell me Kristen Stewart isn't good though. No, she isn't good. I think in general. You asked. No, yeah. 
That's a, I, that's a good answer. I've and I appreciate the directors. I've seen her do um, some good things in performance. I don't think she's a great actress. That's it. That's my statement. Oh, okay. That's and it's, a, it's always subjective. I'll take it to the grave. I think Kristen Stewart is a very talented uh, person who in this movie is playing. We talked about this with 28 Days Later and I pretty quickly ceded the point when you, yourself, Chris and Frank hated, all of, all of us. hated that movie. Marcus liked the movie. And I was like, oh, yeah, but about Megan Burns playing um, the daughter. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, <laughs> um, maybe she's just playing an awkward teenager. And you were like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You I'm, tried. I'm you wrong. tried. But you're right. I genuinely, genuinely will stick to it with this. It is difficult to play a performance that is, I think, when someone is doing something that is wooden and boring and completely lifeless, like to give a, a recent reference to one of the movies we've talked about. Kurt Russell and Stargate, for example, or like, you know, other movies we've talked about. I think it's like you can't do an impression of it. You can't like engage with it. It's just a fucking like anomalous thing that's well, sitting there. And she's done a performance in here that has lingered because of the choices she made. And it's always subjective. Some it's, people- It's notoriety. Well, can it's I, not well, can we quickly, quickly go to Kanunu yep. Reeves, friend of the pod, <laughs> is, is essentially wooden in everything. Yes. In the way- But I've like- it, I've like- it's so he becomes the vessel for the audience. He becomes the straight everyman, simple, easy to access, not a lot going on upstairs you'd say. You know what I mean? Like he kind of just rides through the movie and you don't see a lot of his thought process. You don't see him sort of take any action. He is a plank of wood. But he is an action star. That's It's a little bit different, I think. It's a different genre. It's a different circumstance. But I, I would disagree. disagree. I don't disagree because with this the is, context. Twilight is for teenagers and yes. it's, it's a young romance. Yep. You know, you want to get swept up in it. And she, all she does is buy in and I think let the audience come with her. It's not, you know, we're, a, we're what, all 30 almost? I'm You'll getting get there. there. I'm getting there. We're like grown men. So mm. this film is not for us. So I think. <laughs> you, put, you put some stank on that, Frank. Oh, yeah, grown we men. We are grown men. I'm proud. No, I finally this this gets puberty. a 2.5 for me because of the wave uh, and the cult following that, it, that ensues. So you're, you're mad that it's popular. Not at all. No, 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 no that no, it has no, no, the, the, no, no, no. the legacy it. is what adds up to the 2.5. Oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I respect the fact that it, like, you know. So 20, you would have given it less. 30 million people can't be wrong, right? Like, they obviously, there's a lot of people enjoyed it for what it was. Again, I'm not the audience. Yeah. Um, I'm not criticising the actors per se, but I am, I'm criticising the story, the writing, the the direction. Just, again. I would, I would so, agree with that on some point. There's so much wrong with this film. That it can't be good. The colour grading. To begin, yeah. I'm still not totally sold on the... Because I think that if you're going to make a movie where you've got to tell me it's the most dour, rain-infested place in, you know, the Pacific Northwest and you're going to have it be where the vampires live, it kind of has to have this weird, like, green-blue matrixy colour grading. Doesn't like, it doesn't It doesn't bother me. I Watching this movie, I don't go... Fuck! I wish it would lighten up a bit. I'm like, well, no, it kind of reflects the text, right? You know, it's kind of the, the the form following the function, you know. But I do think that Kristen Stewart was given a role to perform, and they were like, "We need you to be awkward in a way that's probably probably oh. going to be very off putting." And she did it, and I I'm not mad at her for it. I, I watch this performance, and I see all the ticks that she develops all her hands running through her hair, all her like, 
I just, I just, I just don't know. Like, you know, all the things she does in this movie and I'm like, that's an iconic performance. People can hate it for being the iconic status it has. But if someone does that impression, you know what they're doing straight away. And whether or not that matters for you as like an aesthetic or a, a, a sort of character choice that really counts for the movie, she did that shit. And I watch it now and I'm like, I think as a younger man, I immediately watched this. When this came out, I was 15. 16. Yeah, I watched this and was like, fuck, what a dumb movie and what a fucking terrible performance by everyone. And I watched it the other day and I was like, ah, man, I think she's doing exactly what the movie's asking her to do. Robert Pattinson's doing exactly what the movie is asking him to do. And there's and scenes exactly what together. The, the text and the book. Yes. I, uh, my problem with their scenes together is because there's so much, going back to, again, back throwback to Forrest Gump, there's so much montage, talking. And How dare you? <laughs> Compare, even bring up Forrest Gump in this conversation. This movie is better than Forrest Gump. Let's just clarify that's exactly right. what we need. That's it. My mic, I'm out. Whoa. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll turn you down. That's fine. Handed that's your fine. gun in your badge. <laughs> Where did he get those? Yeah, Why do you have a gun? <laughs> no, no, no. But let me, uh, sorry, let me finish on. my point. I love the montage. The way they put the relationship together is so much through montage. You don't see scenes of them actually talking. You don't hear what they're discussing, connecting about. You just see them standing in a tree and you have a, a, th- a slow-mo 360 pan with some sweeping music. That's That bugs me because I feel like there could be so much more connection and character development. Sure. And for the audience, you're going to latch on to something. I think they're trying to drive the whole like the vampiric. Um, oh, yeah. It's a romantic, swept up romance. Like, and it doesn't matter what he could be saying. Gobbledygook at this point. Like she's going to be infatuated one of the with lines, him. Isn't it? Gobbledygook. I mean, yeah. probably. It's weird the first time they meet. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, but gobbledygook. And she's like, <laughs> oh, Edward. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you. There's, there's nothing to, I can't invest in their relationship because I don't get it. But also this whole thing is like. It's statutory rape at this point. Like, it's gross. He's 108. Even, like, to, um, to lean into the discomfort of the movie, it, even on its premise, sure. as the movie was made, she's 17, like the actress, mm-hmm, Chris mm-hmm. and I think Rob Patton's is about 21, 22. So sure. it, it already is that thing that we've sort of talked about and it is moving away from this in Hollywood, but you do go like... It is weird how many movies exist in like the Disney canon mm. and exist where it's like a teenage girl and a grown man. And this movie mm. is uh, definitely accentuating that. Something, Kath and I watched this the other day and she has a relationship to this that I think without trying to be too stereotypical and gendered, a lot of women who are my age now had in high school with it and we'll probably get back to that. But she said that there's two prongs to this movie that I agree with entirely. Is that why it's called Forks? That's why it's called Forks, where they live. That's (laughs) fucking good. That's quick. I like that. Um, That's where they are in Washington. Frank was was connecting the dots there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why am I? (laughs) (laughs) Um, As we have learned previously, Frank's been to a lighthouse in Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's you are talking east to west coast. That is they're different. They're that's that's Disneyland for some people, isn't it? <laughs> I'm confused because you said two prongs. I, forks have three prongs. No, not not Incorrect. oyster forks. Oh, I don't need yeah. oysters. No, it's all right. We're wealthy, but yeah. you've got like 
the people who, or rather, there's media that's been made for decades now, for generations, for young women, mm-hmm. and it does get disparaged and denigrated. And people are like, oh, this is such pointless shit. Like, it's stuff that young girls love. Who cares about it? And we always forget, like, well, young girls were some of the biggest advocates of the Beatles in the early days. It's a classic Harry Styles quote. Yes, and it's true. And young girls were big advocates for a lot of things in pop culture that drive it. And whether it's things like Twilight Now or whether it's things like, uh, you know, uh, K-pop that's been very big in culture now and stuff. It's stuff that's now becoming more like, you know, why do we go, oh, this stuff for young girls is shit, but like, oh, Transformers is great or like, you know, whatever the male equivalent is, you know. So there's that aspect. But at the same time, Kat's like, also, Edward's a piece of shit and he's a okay. ba- he's a fucking toxic, awful guy Can that I- no woman should want to be with. He <laughs> gaslights her? Yes. He abuses her? He yeah. sucks her fucking blood? Well- like, he sucks the venom Frank- out of her blood to fix her, Marcus. <laughs> oh, sure. He tries yeah, to yeah, fix yeah. What the things in It's like, and he, and he lies to her and verbally abuses her and it's like there's so much wrong with this toxic relationship that girls are yes. infatuated with. It's the um, he's just not that into you concept. He'll oh, be mean nice. to you if he likes you. Keep him, treat him mean, keep him keen. Men but- are monsters. <laughs> and they yeah. want to suck young blood, yes. But also yes, yes, Edward yes. Cullen, isn't it the, the concept – I haven't read the books and I should ask my sister, she knows, but he loves her smell, can't can't read her mind. Like mm. so obviously he's like, Oh, I've gotta kill you. Mm. Like this is me. This girl smells good and I don't know what she's thinking. I think I gotta kill her. <laughs> That's all I got. Tom's been there. No, 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 I'm sorry. But the concept is he's like obsessed with her, so he's trying to push her away. He's not sure. trying to like be like mean and flirty. He's actually trying to save her life. Air quotes. Yes. Oh, that you're is just that- talking about the courting phase. Oh yeah, it yeah. gets oh, deeper than that. But like, that he swings between going like, I don't think you should be around me. I'm not good for you. And the yeah. next day he's like, What's up with your sweater? What are you doing today? And she's like, What the fuck? Yesterday you said not to be around you, and I meant it. You stupid whore. And like walks yeah. away. It's like. Pick a lane, man. Like, what do you want? Stop out wearing of this girl? lipstick, man. Yeah, I don't know. This, I, think it looks this, I mean, this circles back to a promising young woman. Pale. We we obviously watched that recently and talked about it on the pod. Sure. Um, it's which the same, pod? like which <laughs> throw in the bow. It's um, it's the same um, good guy mentality of like he, he does try to play the good guy in her life and the savior and whatever like that, but the. Actions speak otherwise sure. at times. And where it's- that movie, and you know, people in this room could agree or disagree, but that movie had some sort of like critical stance to take against that. This is a movie that's like, it's Aww. Yeah. And that's what Isn't I was doing. It endearing? As much as maybe it didn't land at the time, my bit that I was playing on earlier in the episode is like him watching her sleep, to which it cuts to him and he's like, I just like watching you sleep. Oh, I remember I that. So, I remember that. I, bit I find it so fascinating. And it cuts to her face, and her face is basically going like, "Oh, that's so sweet." And it's like, "That's not sweet, man. That's fucking weird that he watches you sleep." Well, the yeah. the, scene, the earlier scene in the movie is when she goes, "And that was the first night I dreamed about Edward." Yeah. And it's like, "No, no, no. You weren't dreaming. He was there, yeah. stalking he you. He probably was doing that shit." Yeah. Like, what if she wasn't into him? Yeah. Imagine that. And he does all this stuff, and she's like, "I'm. I just don't like you." And then he would kill her. I think this film is intentionally trying to pander to its book audience. To some extent. And through that process, obviously gaining a further, you know, um, cult following. But like. To which we should. It doesn't care. We should briefly talk about the, the audience and the cultural relevance, which is that Stephanie Meyer wrote the first Twilight book in 2005 and. 
I don't know about you guys, but when I was in high school, I'm a little younger, but when I was in high school, I would walk around and see these girls my age with books with an apple on the cover or a chess piece on the cover. And I'd be like, what the fuck are they reading? And like, I had no idea what these books were. Like it really took me until I was dating a girl until I was 16, you know. <laughs> because he couldn't little, walk up to little, them and ask. That's yeah, little, yeah, too scared, a little, too little humble brag. <laughs> hey, uh, hey uh, what's on the... Hey, now that my boyfriend, girlfriend, what's that book about? <laughs> it scares me. Is it about chess? Because was... I can play chess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear that. Why do I have a dressing gown on my lap? <laughs> oh, Forrest. Forrest Gump. Uh, but anyway, it was Forrest it was Gump. a it was a phenomenon. <laughs> it was a phenomenon. These we, books, they were everywhere. Marcus didn't hear what and I said. Then, Should I do it again? <laughs> yeah, do that again. Go. Is it, is, is it, you, you lead in. Uh, so uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, and <laughs> Forrest Gump. I'm sad now. So we. <laughs> I think you'll find that Bubba put the gum in gum. <laughs> Chris, please don't reward that with a snicker. <laughs> nah, right. No snickering at that. That was awful. <laughs> These books were everywhere. And when the movies came out, they were a phenomenon. And something that kind of transpired at a pretty similar time in the mid to late 2000s was a movement of cultural critique and film criticism online. And who was spearheading uh, spearheading most of film criticism was like young dudes like ourselves. And like, I don't begrudge this shit. Like when I was that age, I was going like, well, Tarantino is the best. And like, this is the best and this is the best. But it meant that movies like this. Can you get your neck beard off your mic? I can try, but it's like (laughs) part of me. Actually. (laughs) But it was definitely a time where while wider criticism was sort of happening with these movies, the more sort of like, you know, bluegrass or or like sort of homespun criticism that everyone was experiencing was this is shit for girls, it doesn't matter, it's bad. And I don't see this movie as any worse or better than most of just like the teen dramas, the romances, the rom-coms, the fantasy movies that have come out in the last 20, 30 years. You know, like it, it doesn't really play to me as any worse. In fact, in many ways, I think it's better. You, you talked about the direction, Marcus. I think Catherine Hardwick, who directed this movie and, and had made some really interesting movies beforehand, like 13 with um, Evan Rachel Wood. Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown. With Heath well, I think she directs the fucking shit out of this movie. I think the sequence where it's revealed finally and they have the explicit conversation of who Edward is in the forest. <laughs> There's so many moments in that scene where it could just be like a two-shot or a close-up versus close-up or over the shoulder <sighs> or whatever, and every shot she chooses, she's like, what if the camera's just like flying past that tree up there or what oh, if the camera's yeah. over there? She loves a, a 360 pan or a slow And I'm like, fuck yeah, shoot it that way. Yeah. How else am I going to be Dutch interested in this shit? so many Dutch angles. Why? Not. Shooting at the cam, the cameras at someone's knee. Yes, up to their chin. Goes up, and yeah. then her being like a vampire. You know, oh, it, like why, it. why not? Because what else? If you guys want this like stately sort of reserved, like, well, no, it needs to be. I can this. see because the point is, it's like it could be a classic, you know, interview with a vampire, this weird gothic tale, mm-hmm. or it's a teen drama shot. And now I'm going back at my point. Maybe, maybe the blue hue. And the colour grading is great. I think it's kind the of whole point of this series <laughs> from start to finish is like 
their relationship. Like that's pretty much it. It's their infatuation with one another and they're growing as a couple. Right? But we should also say that as much as we've talked about like the previous Star Wars and we were looking at it in isolation, mm. I'm not here to defend the Twilight series. Okay. This movie, not the rest I of it. I mean, it sure as shit sounds like it. Well, <laughs> the rest of this series sucks Ass. Like the Great. rest of the movies okay. in this canon are well, fucking we can even Eclipse. Horror. You think Eclipse is bad? <laughs> My bad. Eclipse is the good one. Back to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if this Jesus. if this is like the crux of the entire thing, shoot it that way. Like focus on that. Don't fucking pick the camera up and throw it the air and hope you're going to get the best shot. No, because forever. I think. Yeah, I, I see your point, you're but I think the they're trying to make it exciting and dramatic in this like this. Ex- like, Dangerous love story. The yeah. circus. Maybe. For those for those in Melbourne, they may be aware there is Channel Forty Four, which is Channel Thirty One. Yeah. It's the like public access sure. channel. You can just jump on and make your own show. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I don't know what this is. Of a you should be on it. Of a Saturday night at about ten thirty, there is a wonderful show called The Hard Rock Show. And it, oh, yeah. is, it is exactly what you think. It's a bunch of guys and girls, like long hair, tats, black T-shirts, sitting in a basement, band posters all over their walls and they're doing it via webcam. It's, Excellent. It's wonderful. Yeah, Wayne's World. It's wonderful. <laughs> awesome. Um, and they review any kind of hard rock, you know. They'll do Metallica, they'll do Guns N' Roses, but they'll do like the little corner band that's like just starting out. Yeah. This film is like a two-hour film clip from the worst metal band ever. Like yeah, you're talking about that scene metal. in the forest <laughs> where like just don't don't let the camera stop. Don't let the camera stop. It's like, yeah, that is an awful music film clip Not from to someone this- that is trying to do something but has no idea what the fuck they're the doing. The scene at the end in the ballet studio I think is the bad version of that where they're like, having the fight and you you go it cuts to a shot and he's like I'm in the mirror you can't see me and he moves it in it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think that's the really bad version of it it doesn't quite land I agree that the last 30ish minutes of this movie are pretty disastrous My fa- my favorite moment no in the last fight though I think it is Alice Eve no Alice is the girl who can like see the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She She's Ashley Green. Ashley Green, thank you. She jumps on the neck of James Just the bad. Snaps his fucking. She neck. goes and snaps it so brutally. I was yeah. like, whoa! And then they don't even. They never address they that. That's fine. They're That's just, just normal. It's expected. Like, again, and then they set him on fire. But you can, yeah, like that would have been a better film. Again, you want like you Vampire Hunter, but that's but that's not what this no, is. No, of course, and you can't have like you can't drag the sole core audience. For this That's through it. into genuine murder. Here's my problem <laughs> with the last 30 minutes of this movie, and it it might be completely antithetical to you guys, and you might be like, oh, I don't know, there was some action and there was some whatnot. I, I kind of liked it at that oh, point. I've stopped listening to you since you rated Cats a fucking whatever. It that was makes eight sense years ago. Because <laughs> I, I often call you and you just put me on speaker and do not answer anything I say to you I these days. You sound like Charlie Brown's parents to me at this point. Never listen to you Great again. Great reference. <laughs> I love uh, Fran Drescher. No way. But please tell me your thoughts. I can't Thomas. wait. Oh, shit. I just <laughs> moved the table. Um, I think that the last 30 minutes of this movie are pretty terrible. And it's because, to me, the way it's being played is a very melodramatic, very camp, very excessive. And then at the same time on the level that it's played by Pattinson and, and Stewart a very, like, serious drama and romance. 
And then in the last 30 minutes, it's like, I guess we need to have some action and we need to have some chase and we need to have some like stakes to it. And it's completely like Catherine Hardwick has no idea how to defend or, or like rather how to direct this this section and has no idea how to how to screen this, you know. We you mentioned the uh, baseball sequence earlier. No, absolutely perfect. No. I will defend it to my death. <laughs> if you're going to have vampires in a thunderstorm <laughs> playing baseball and you don't play Muse, what the fuck else do you play? Oh, baby, don't you know I suffer? Don't sing it. Don't sing it. No one asked. We're no going to, to we're gonna have to pay royalties on that because that was Thank you. perfect Sorry, to Matt bad. Bellamy. <laughs> Thank you. No, okay. I, the, Criminal charges for destroying it. What else do you it. play in that sequence? Literally. Give, I'm, I'm not being a dick. Born Chill in the USA. Mr. Brightside. <laughs> <Mr. Price laughs> anything else. Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Just anything else. Take me up to the ball game. It works so perfectly for this stupid fucking game where these vampires can hit the ball my, so far my and problem run with, super slow. My problem speed. with the scene is... The, is the special effects and the ridiculous nature of Edward running into the forest to catch a ball, throwing it back, and then, no, him and his brother. When they jump up, they hit into each other, and then they land and they're like, oh, I hit you, bro. Oh, you hit uh, me too, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. But you can Love see, it. You can Love see it. 10 out of 10. Kellen, Kellen Lutz runs, he's running, and you can see him look down, he clocks the trampoline, and he goes, <laughs> and he does his jump, and then they collide in midair. It would have been less ridiculous to play Thunderstrike. By Ooh, I would have taken that otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pitch. I would have taken that because to me, I'm like, if you're going to put that scene on film, if you have to do it, Thunderstruck. Why the fuck are you going to do it without going all out? And I think supermassive black hole, Thunderstruck. I think it's perfect. Oh, Everything shit. from that scene onwards is a pretty big disaster to me. And we haven't talked about the early scenes in the movie. Maybe we'll get back to them, but. From my memory, having watched this movie twice in the last couple of weeks, the way that scene plays out after the other three vampires show up on the field. The three bad vampires. The three bad vampires. And James smells Bella. You brought a snack, you know, and knows that she's there. And then Edward rushes Bella into the car and she's like, What's going on? He's like, all right, I have a lot to tell you right now. <laughs> that guy's name was James and he loves to hunt people and he just read my mind and he knows that you're the most dangerous game of all, so we need to get you somewhere and he knows he'll never stop hunting you. Why can't I go home? You can never go home. <laughs> we need to run. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Couldn't, couldn't they have just gone home with all of the vampires uh, and then had the fight at home and killed them there? It's insane how it plays from there. And I know that My favourite guys- bit is to that scene, he puts her in the car and he's trying to put a seatbelt on and then she goes, no. <laughs> It's fine, I got it, I can do it myself. That's true. It's like, why? Why is this the dramatic stakes of this? I know you, Marcus and Chris, are sitting here going like, this has been the whole movie for us. We thought the whole thing was fucking ridiculous. we were enjoying taking the piss out of things like that. You guys think this is serious. I don't. No, no, no. The thing is not not that I think it's serious. It's that enjoyable in its commitment to what it's doing, if it's just literally going to be pale, pasty girl realising the guy who has a crush on her is a vampire and the sequences between them are her being like Google vampire <laughs> and then like... The cold them, one. And the cold the one. Mortal. And, you know, moments where... <laughs> Say it out loud. Vampire. And then him like, as if you could outrun me. 
you know, all that sort of shit. And then one of my favourite moments in the whole movie after they have that confrontation in the forest. Is it where yeah. he wears her as a backpack and runs on wires up a hill? <laughs> love that. <laughs> you better genuinely love that. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. Oh, so Amazingly good. Amazingly bad. to oh. me, it is when they have that whole confrontation where he reveals to her that indeed- Are you going to do her Explicably, he is a vampire. And the next day she wakes up and the voiceover goes, of three things I was absolutely sure. One, Edward was a vampire. <laughs> you just told you. He just told I'm you. Almost right? 99.9% sure. I'm almost 99.9% sure. I'm almost 100%. I'm a vampire. I watch sure. that all day long. My favorite, my favorite bit is look, we'll go back into that scene where he's telling her everything and how evil he is. Yeah. And she just keeps saying, I don't care. Kiss me. Oh, I love you. Like she just doesn't even listen. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. He's like, she's like, <laughs> I'm into it. Let's but, go. Yeah, but then he's like, you have to tell me what you're thinking. And she goes, now I'm scared. But also, like, why? <laughs> yeah, now I'm scared. Why can't he read her mind? Where is that explained? I love you asking that question <laughs> no. because now I have. Some more things to say. No, oh, here we go. Yes. I just don't know if I can. Do we have a little creaking sound oh. effect somewhere? If there's a in a pantry with a mic, the butler's pantry. Oh. <laughs> a butler's pantry. Tell me more. I've recently been rewatching Thirty Rock. For anyone that hasn't seen it before, I know that Frank definitely has. Love it. And it's there's a scene early on in Thirty Rock where um, Jack, played by Alec Baldwin, is talking to the page Kenneth played by Jack McBrayer. And Alec Baldwin's character is amazing at poker because he can read people's minds, but he can't read Jack McBrayer's mind because there's <laughs> nothing going on. And I watched this episode literally right after watching Twilight. So when you watch Twilight and Edward's going like, I can't read your mind, I don't know what's going on in there. And you just imagine it cutting to Bella and she's like, there's just... Nothing going on in there. That also, again, like to, to Chris's point, I don't want to try and make you feel like, and, and like people can enjoy things the way they want, but I don't want you to think that Frank and I, and I'm talking for Frank maybe here, are like invested in the seriousness of this. <laughs> I'm invested in the abject ridiculousness of this and how seriously the movie takes it. And when it's moments like that, I'm like, fuck, that's so funny to me. But, but you I say it's it. taking it seriously, but then you say- when it does it's it in winking the- to the audience. It can't be both. I it do. Can- I do think it can because I think that's what Forrest Gump does. And like to talk about a movie that we recently talked about, it can. Forrest be both, Gump yeah. literally is the to me the epitome of a movie that is taking it seriously and winking and going, "Isn't America silly?" But also, look at this good old American boy. And I think Twilight is doing a bit of a like. God, we're taking this way too seriously, aren't we? But also, here's a classic shot of, like, you know when it does the old school footage of him drinking her blood as, like, a vampire from the 1920s? Dude. That shit's amazing. No, it's not. No, it's amazing. (laughs) You're so wrong. That's amazing, Frank. There is... It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we the pal. There's... uh, In that bit, literally in that bit, there is a moment where he looks identical. Identical to Brandon Flowers yes, in Mr. Brightside. That's so true. He Therefore, does. Therefore, it's amazing. Yes, you just convinced me. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? No, he's my favourite of all time. I just had to highlight that bit. I just I think he, he describes himself at one point too as the world's most dangerous predator. Do you remember that? And I'm like, yeah, 
you're 150 and she's 17. That is the oh, world's most dangerous predator. You are the world's most dangerous predator. <laughs> but then he goes on to describe how fast he is and how she can't escape him. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's scary. And there's a scene where he tries to kiss her in the bedroom. You know, that little- They like, do kiss. No, no, yeah, no. They do. But it then takes, he like- Well, first of all, it takes 75 minutes for them to kiss on film. Mm. And I know that shouldn't be a problem, but mm. it's a- that actually has a thing, but I'll, I'll get back to that. It should, you're saying it should be? No, there's a whole reason why that's the case with Stephanie because Meyer and everything, but I'll, uh, I'll get back to that. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> My point was that he comes so hard, he propels across the room. That was <laughs> oh, is that? <laughs> that's like Forrest Gump, except <laughs> if he had vampires. Like that scary movie one where he hits the ceiling. <laughs> it, was, it was that. Wow. <laughs> Great reference. There's, someone's coming. Someone's coming. There's three layers to some of this stuff here. And one is- Three the, layers? There's three layers. We only have time for two. Ready so. for the three-layered cake. Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. She wrote this story from a Mormon perspective and a lot of it is about abstention. And you see that in the story, that it's like, well, oh. teenagers shouldn't have sex until they're married because what if the man's a vampire who wants to drink your blood or something? It's not a great fucking metaphor. Great but it's advice. Like, yes, it's yeah. very much something it that It sounds like she had a horrible experience with men in the Mormon community. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on. I wouldn't be surprised. It definitely is something. By the way, Stephanie Religion, Meyer. Religion, man. Stephanie honestly. Meyer is one of the uh, actors who gets served food at the counter. Yeah, yeah she's the in the cafe. She's, the she's, there's a cameo. Everyone right, loves yeah. that cameo. Oh, we love it. She's going to end up being a Netflix documentary in 10 years time where like there was some <laughs> Mormon thing. To be fair, something that you talk <laughs> no, about. They were actually vampires. Yes. Was sort of like- <laughs> something that you talked about earlier, Marcus, where you think Robert Pattinson was checked out. I, I don't think he's checked I out disagree. for this movie. I think he's checked out for most of the Marcus. Oh, no, no, sorry. He took his check out. And he checked it out. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah. He checked he in immediately out. Because <laughs> no, this was like his what? Not third. Like this was right after early like days. Goblet of Fire. He'd barely done anything. He was he was white homeless at this point. He was couch surfing. Like, you oh, know, he was so he was not and that's what it is. But he was anyway. a model when he was younger, wasn't he? Yes, but he was like Who not wasn't? finding a lot of Oh no, but he's an ugly dude, right, Tom? Yeah, he's yeah, a weird-looking cunt. Okay. Tom describes <laughs> him as Tom describes on. him as Mount Rushmore, just walking Is around. Is that what it's called? <laughs> but anyway, Mount there's, Quickmore. <laughs> there's a whole idea around Stephanie Meyer and like her like religious ideology. The other element is like painting. The, the wealthy and sort of popular kids as a completely different species, which is interesting. I do think this movie does that thing of like, wow, remember those kids who used to sit by themselves and like what if they weren't just popular and they were affluent and they were like socially above you? What if they were fucking like other creatures? And I think that's kind of an interesting vibe that the movie accesses. But also then with Robert Pattinson, what if you were an incredibly attractive man who's never had to try ever and then one day you meet this girl and you actually have to listen and actually get what she's talking about. And, like, that's kind it's, of... It's tough. Yeah, well, I mean, like... <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, we all cut, laugh too hard. Cut the mic, cut the mic. What is that sound? Damn. Jesus. But that's funny. Wait, wait. so you think the, the crux of it is Edward Cullen finally has to listen to a woman? I think that's an element... And that's a- to the story. Because isn't this, this is what Fifty Shades of Grey is based on. Fifty Shades of Grey is fanfic essentially mm-hmm. yes. of this. And I can't remember the name of the original fanfic that E.L. James wrote, but it was based on Twilight and it turned into. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades of Vampire. Not only skin. that, you've got True Blood, you've got the Vampire Diaries. Are they all very sexually even, alive? Even the Hunger Games. Charged. Charged. Yes. Even the Hunger Games with a very different context 
kind of got made because people were like, okay, I guess you can make this with like the love triangle and the like life and death stakes, but instead it's like a, a transported sort of setting, you know. Yeah. It, it, Hunger Games I don't think gets greenlit without the Twilight series being as big as it is, you know. No, I, I think not. it is kind of on the, the heels of it. I would agree with what you said before. This, If I were forced to choose a favourite, this would be the best of the Twilight series because it just gets progressive. Well, we're about to find worse. out because we're doing the next – Five. We're doing all of them. Kill me. But let's let's not. <laughs> We're going to watch them and talk to about this, this film's credit is that they didn't give Taylor Lautner enough dialogue. He was quite good in this, surprisingly. Because they didn't let him speak. I kind kidding? of agree with that. I no, think, I I think he's very good in limited capacity and he's pretty good That's in it. this movie because he also has a, like seven yeah. lines. He's a karate champion. Oh, my bad. International karate champion. You fucking can't. Have you seen his triple spin kick? Well, you know what? Twilight's a 10 now because he does karate. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> trying, to have, I'm just trying to have a good time. <laughs> can, we talk about, can we talk about budget? Because this one obviously came off the back of the books being successful. It's what, $37 million and, and it, it made 400 and something 408 408 so yeah, pretty, pretty small budget insanely yeah, right. successful like it's 20 that, if that's the blue filter mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. then it goes mm-hmm. new moon had 50 made 700 eclipse started with 68 made six basically 700 and then breaking dawns both had 172 136 and both made like 700 800 million dollars yes so this film just sent them off on their way it was it was huge without money. a doubt huge like, like in novelistic culture or, or like book culture. and It's and quite novel, movie. isn't it? Yeah, it's novel. But like with the movies as well, it, it really took off and it's kind of undeniable the impact it had that I don't think has been too long lived. But at the same time, if someone goes Edward and Bella, we all know who they're talking about. I'm not saying that's a, like that, that doesn't oh. count as like, Making it a a, a a valuable thing, but, but I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't like this film is because it hit so hard culturally. Yes, people just love it, and there's a lot of people who love to hate it for no, that reason. I'm not. I'm, not, I, I'm I pointing at both of you guys. No, no, but I respect it for that. I don't go against the grain and go, well, "What's popular? Fuck that!" Like it's so dumb. I I respect the fact that it was very popular for a reason. I just sure it doesn't land like, for you. So much wrong with it. Yeah. Objectively, it's just a shit film. The first hour of this movie, I can genuinely say, watching it, I'm like, I, I just don't find anything particularly egregious or upsetting in this film. It doesn't mean I'm watching it and going like, fuck, this is an 11 out of 11 masterpiece. Well, that's it. But like, I'm like, this I is gave exact- it a seven. It's not a, it's not a masterpiece not a, by any like, means. This is exactly the movie it wants. If the movie continued on the thread, it does for the first hour, this would be like an eight or an 8.5 for so me. What it's you- that it falls apart tremendously in the last 30 sure. minutes. There's one of uh, Anna Kendrick, I believe is her name. Oh, yeah. One of her first lines, she's talking about the Cullens. It's like, it's like, it does nothing. Not that I even care. And I'm like, that is a perfect teenage line. I know. Yes. I love that and so much. Like I care, you know. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> she's, she's great in this film. She's, she's also very good. 23 yeah. in this movie. And she's But she's also so four foot seven. But everyone yeah. else is she's like 17 to 21. And she's just like, yeah, I'm going to play a teenager and kind of nail it. And she, she Better really than does. the rest. Yeah. She's pretty great. She is she's simply the best. Of, oh. Would it be nice to see her as Bella, maybe I could have. Sure. Yes, <laughs> give me that cup song. If we're talking MVPs, though, Charlie, Should we talk Bella's about dad. Oh, the retired village person. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were too ready with that. Oh, <laughs> that joke ready. The, the retired Freddie Mercury. Yes. 
<laughs> Are we talking MVPs? M M M M MVP. Because I 100% agree that Billy Burke is he is MVP, like he best on ground by wonderful, far. Wonderful, wonderful in this movie. That's Bella's great. dad for Bella's the listener dad. who doesn't know. He doesn't overplay it at all. Nope. They have a devastating scene at the end where she's just like, if I stay here, I'm just going to end up like a mum. Oh. Yeah. And there's no need for him to summon the amount of hurt that that causes him <laughs> in his face. Mum sucks, by the way. What's her deal? Uh, she, she's yeah, dating I mean, a baseballer. Like, whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah he's going to be <laughs> major league. <laughs> Dad's got a great scene where he's loading the shotgun and she's like, I'm going to bring him in yeah. and introduce you. Cox. Please oh. be nice. And he's like, all right. That was my, my first flick. trip to Evandale. <laughs> <laughs> my, question, my question is, does Billy Burke being best friends with the head of the werewolf family, I don't know their name, Which yet, is not revealed. Makes not revealed yet. He's a were-ally. Is aware that this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> got it. But do, do you one. think he do you think he knows who Edward is and who the van, like who the no, Cullens are? Absolutely not. Are you no. sure? He would have shot him straight up. Nah. He nah. doesn't, he doesn't well, have any silver you know, bullets. What's he gonna do? And a new cannon badge. What's a wooden stake gonna do? He <laughs> he knows that there's a truce. He knows that they're good vampires. He's friends with Is this factual? Or you just No no no, I'm just I'm just Literally, so someone that never reads too much into films, Frank, you yeah. are reading I'm, far I've been thinking too a lot about this one. Oh, I don't know how this progresses. Like, Frank surely. finally turned his brain on. <laughs> surely Dad finds out as it goes on in the series. Look, I haven't read Frank's fanfic yet, but I'm interested <laughs> to see where that goes. Fifty Shades of Frank. <laughs> you learn all about your, me. Your Frank fic. I mean, honestly, that's it. Yeah, it's a bit Frankenstein. Okay. Before okay. we uh, run out of time as well, because I've got a little tidbit. We've still got 20 minutes. Ooh, no, yeah. well, I want to throw this in before I forget it too. I, uh, I've got a fact. Man. I'm still waiting for my own sound bite. But no well, one's, no I didn't know you were going to keep doing do this. Gonna, <laughs> do you want me to make one right now? Because the butler's so pantry was later. really bad. But okay. It was not great. Here we go. This is going to be Marcus's. Okay, you ready? Okay, so it's Marcus's bits. Marcus's ready? bits. Okay. Marcus's bits. Was what? that from Deliverance? Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. With some auto-tune, we could be okay. Could work. That was actually, okay. that's a B. Frank's lost it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a B-side from Rent. <laughs> All right, you ready for this one? You ready for this one? Kind of. No, wait, I'll wait till Frank's ready. Frank, are you 525,600 <laughs> bits. Um, actually, that's, that was close to what I was about to say. Very well done, Grizz. Hey. James the Killer Vampire. Ran. 2,424.76 kilometres between Forks, Washington to Phoenix, Arizona just to catch Bella. Which is also as far as her dad let her drive in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, let's register that. that 424 like, kilometres. I'm a police officer, you can't leave. And she's like, I'll pull over if I'm tired. And it's like, <laughs> darling, it's 30 hours away. Like, you shouldn't leave. Frank, what's wrong? <laughs> Why? What's the point of that bit? That's just another. Fact. I like it. I like hearing Thank Marcus's you. little fact. Yeah, that I one was got like, so boring during this film. Oh, so you're doing math? You <laughs> know, I started doing <laughs> math. geography <laughs> math. Well, you you brought up earlier how shitty Bella's mum is. Can we talk about Bella in hospital and she wakes up and the mum's like, "Honey, I'm here. What happened? Don't you remember?" You fell down 17 flights of stairs and went out seven windows and landed on a church spire and then an eagle pecked your eyes. It's like, what the fuck? Why does she believe any of this? Like, the list of things. 
thing she tells Bella that she came in and they're just like, this is what happened. Don't question it. And she's like, that sounds like my clumsy daughter. Like, I guess she would do that. Fucking wild. In the the mum's defence, that's not accurate. Okay, she's okay. Literally, what she says is, she goes, "You fell down two flights of stairs," and then it cuts to Bella falling downstairs, and then goes, "And out a window." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but they had to get some glass. Why is there some a glass why type is there a window right at the bottom of a flight of stairs? <laughs> some sort of naked gun <laughs> film <laughs> at this point. Have you oh. been to the Cullen's house? It's entirely made of glass. That's a good point. Also, the glass just happened to leave bite marks. Yes. Well, that's already wrapped. Her wrist is already sure. wrapped. They anyway, okay, let's glaze over that. Let's thank you for it. I How wasn't good. aware that the what you twos were biters. <laughs> I do not. The get mic that. technique is a special reference for yeah, our okay. audience. I thank did, you. I did not get that reference. <laughs> I, can we go back? Robert Pattinson plays the piano in this film because he's so fucking talented. Yes, and he's playing. And he plays Bella's theme. And he plays it bang on. It's written by Carter Burwell, a wonderful- Written by uh, Prince, Doves Cry. Yeah. This is when Bella cries. A wonderful (laughs) film score written by Carter Burwell, who also does In Bruges, which is a movie we've talked about. Really? Yeah, same guy. I didn't look that up. Carter Beaufort. Is that what he said? Carter Burwell. Carter Beaufort is the drummer from Dave Matthews Band, but that's irrelevant. (laughs) That's what I meant, sorry. You could do it. Um, But also, you know when he's sucking the venom out of Bella- And that grungy song comes on that I thought was Pearl Jam. Mm. That's Robert Pattinson. (laughs) It's Robert Pattinson. Oh, is it? Not only that. Thanks for stealing my thunder, Tom. I'll steal it it and I'll put it in a bottle and I'll throw it away. Sing the theme tune. (laughs) Because Robert Pattinson's song is also playing when they're out at dinner together. Yeah. He's got two songs. He's got two songs in the movie. Did you know that, Frank? Yeah. How about that, buddy? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so mad at Tom right you now. You look sad. Tom's a thunder stealer. <laughs> I'll steal your thunder. Frank's been thunderstruck. Super thunder Thunderstruck. <laughs> the, the wonderful scene where they are playing the baseball and cuts to the other three vampires and they're yes. doing that slow walk thing as the forest is tearing past them. Like, because yeah. they're on a, on, a, on a, I think it was they're on a truck right with the the rubber mat behind them and they're mm. walking on the mat. In slow mo, but the truck is going at eighty miles an hour. <laughs> so good, it's amazing. It's great. Special Can effects. we talk? That's what about they did for Captain America. Not only just the soundtrack, like the Robert Pattinson songs. Which well, should, are we talk, like, should we talk about Iron and Wine? Flatless Iron Bird? and Wine's a lovely song in this. Like bad choice though. You don't think it works? It's not about love. It's like you you failed in life and you're you can't even fly. You stupid bird. You know what? I don't understand lyrics, but I think that it's a really <laughs> lovely melody for that it's moment. One it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I'll, I'll put it in here. How I found you Oh, that was great. Kath <laughs> put that song in a playlist for me when we first started dating, and so it was really lovely to watch the movie. Oh, like, a oh, mixed tape. From. It kind oh, of that's was. romantic. And then the movie ends with a fucking needle drop and a half. Does no one... The credits, the credits song? With 15 Step by Radiohead. Yeah. How come I end up where I started? How come I end up no. where I belong? How about, Tom, how about I play oh, it? Take okay. my eyes no. out the ball again. How about I... You stop, you stop, and you stop. How about you stop? Tom York is really good. That's a great song. Tom York, not Tom Butler. Nah. 
1.5. So is anyone... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is everyone going to throw in the power? How are we feeling? 1.5. Really? You're going worse? You're going well, I can't, there's no throw in the power for badness. There has to be. Okay. Throw in the power! 1.5. It's I that just, bad. Chris, I've you going to be down as well? I'm happy to see Like, I had a great time watching it, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Yeah. To me, that yeah, just means that. you should give it an 11. Yeah, give it, <laughs> give it a 7.7. The one bit of like inside baseball I want to tell the listeners is for the first time ever, Reference. I took I took notes for this. I opened my oh. laptop and 20 minutes into this episode, I just closed it without looking at the fucking laptop. I was just like, I don't need this. What, <laughs> what were they? No, I don't Do you want it. me to? No. No, 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 no. no, no. Real no. quick, real quick, real quick. It's happening. Ready? Oh, I hope the laptop's done. You better be quick. Oh, no, you better be quick. All right, all right. Passwords, passwords. Oh, my fingers are still working. God damn it, no. This was Twilight. We're throwing the pal. Tom Potlatch doesn't know how to type. in. Hack it. If you haven't seen Twilight, definitely go out and don't watch it. Yes. Good stuff. Get to the cinema. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. (laughs) can't get into my laptop. Throwing the Throwing the Power is a Hey Power Productions production that was produced by Marcus, Chris, Tom, and Frank. Tom's locked himself out of his laptop. <laughs> I need a new laptop! In a desperate attempt. I need a new oh, bank God. card. I need a new pin. <laughs> Someone help me. I need a lift home. Oh, at least you've got a mixtape. <laughs> okay, bye. Throwing the Power.